drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Season 1, Episode 9, Chapter 9, La Grande Illusion. Cheryl persuades Archie to escort her to a private Blossom family event. Veronica reaches out to Ethel and urges Hermione to come clean with Fred. Okay. Uh, let's recap that, that recap. That's what it says. We just got weird there in the middle. I missed, I missed somebody's name. Veronica reaches out to Veronica, Ethel. that's what I missed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's recap this recap. Okay. Uh, Fred's doing construction. Hiram beat up the workers. Veronica resolved to be better. <laughs> What's his fuck is an asshole? That's Hal, by the way. And Polly's at Thornhill. <laughs> I had to say it how I wrote it because that's in the moment hard. I had no clue what his name was. That's okay. And besides, that's who he is at this point in, in our. Riverdale watching activities. I just loved how the second I finished watching this episode today, I texted you and said, I'm a TV genius. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. No, I'm very, very right. That is why I'm a TV genius. On the other hand, I got I got real close to almost saying they have totally jumped the shark after this episode. No. I got close. I, I, I understand why. They didn't why. fully go there. I understand why. Um, this was one of their campier episodes. Yeah, but not in a good way. Correct. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember what the other one was that felt this way. But to be fair, the last episode was really good. I know. And so it was just one of those, I feel like I'm reliving Glee. Cause Glee especially in the first season, Glee would do this where it would be like, good episode. Good episode. Eh. Great episode. Crap. Well, this... <laughs> like, it was so uneven. And This, this yeah. sort of reminds me, too, of... This, this comparison runs through, but Twin Peaks, in that Twin Peaks was camp all the time. Like, after the first couple of episodes, you're like, oh, this isn't a mistake. They're doing this on purpose. And that, here it's like, oh, that is a mistake. Well, or it's they have different people doing different things and they don't match up in the moment. No, I agree. Like, either this should be dark and gritty or it should be dark and campy. But it shouldn't It shouldn't vacillate back and forth. And more importantly, it shouldn't go back and forth so quickly. Because in, like, the same sentence, characters will go from campy to normal and real. And I don't know if that's acting issues or writing issues. I would be tempted to say writing issues. Yes, there's only one person that I legitimately think is an acting problem. Mm-hmm. We might this. talk about that. But first, yeah. we got to talk about the fact that Riverdale is maple syrup. There's syrup everywhere. Oh my gosh. And one family controls this lucrative trade. What the fuck is this? Oh no no, this is so bad. The Blossoms are with their cask oak barrels of maple syrup. which sickly sweet smell. They've got brandy glasses. 
sipping syrup. It's, it's couldn't it just be whiskey? Just yeah. say it, guys. Yeah, it would be better if it was whiskey or wine or whatever. That'd be believable. Okay, I need to know. I need to look this up. No, that makes sorry. That makes sense. What? No, it's like okay. So they're we kind of figure they're on like upstate New York, northeast. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, well, does is that what you do? Do you actually make maple syrup up there? And yeah. Of course they do. I forget about Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. <laughs> I forget about Vermont. That's, Vermont and upstate New York are essentially the same place. No, I know. I just <laughs> okay. We're we're Texas people. We <laughs> By the way, if you if you are listening in upstate New York or Vermont, please, please. I've a been to upstate apologies. state New York several times. It is a lovely, beautiful part of our country. I just I just don't I what sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, anyway. Um I mean, at least Jughead reveals some details in this that Jason Blossom was supposed to be the heir apparent, which makes sense, but we're we're actually diving into that a little bit more which is probably which is more intriguing mm -hmm. you know jason was supposed to be the heir apparent to the whole maple syrup fortune now he's gone and you know nobody would ever think that cheryl could take over the family business because she's just too crazy nobody trusts cheryl so the wolves came to riverdale so the board of trustees has come to riverdale um, to kind of keep an eye on it, and it's also time, we find this out a little later, it's also time for their annual um, tree tapping ceremony. So I guess that starts the harvesting season for them. Yeah, it's it, it's an annual meeting of the Board of Trustees yeah. to talk about the business. And I, I couldn't tell from the show, but the two board members that they focus on, the only two that get lines or any any real screen time are both redheads which just furthers the weird and creepy we'll, we'll get there when we get to the tree tapping ceremony mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, uh i mean it makes sense there's there's family members on the board and yeah, other business a... interests and it's you know it's it's a normal thing it's just that you know it's also apparently played up as dark and gothic mm -hmm. more importantly is that um betty is with Jughead and is talking to him about the fact that Polly will not talk to her. Yeah, Polly's not returning her phone calls or her texts or anything. And and Betty's just like, this is not like her. This isn't my sister. And then they make out. They're making out. And then Alice walks in and says, good morning. So, like, apparently it's breakfast time. And Alice is perked up. She's, she's sucked it up a little bit since we last saw her. <laughs> Um, she is going to write a story that's going to take down the Blossom family. She has channeled her her brokenness into action. Yeah. She's she's pissed and sad and is going to do something with it. Mm -hmm. So she's going to take down the Blossom. And her number one question is, why is the Board of Trustees in town? She mm -hmm. needs to know. This cabal of vampires. Cabal of vampires. That's, that's a pretty good line. This great grand... His great-grandpappy was fighting your great-grandpappy. Crappy Cooper, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which she's totally mocking Hal what's, the entire time. What's weird is that it's feel, she's when she's talking about it here, she's so removed from that story. Like, this isn't actually her heritage. 
And then later when she talks about it, it's like she's taking, she's like, it's almost as though it's her, her story. It's very bizarre. That's called bad directing. No, that's the writing because Machinamic is amazing, but that is an inconsistency. It's so weird to think. I don't know why, but it keeps popping in my head. So in Twin Peaks in the 90s, again, I haven't seen the new one, mm -hmm. but she looks like, we saw Baby Driver, and that, that waitress character, that is exactly what Mitch and Amon, Amick looked like on Twin Peaks. Really, James? So it's so interesting to see her completely different. Yeah. I don't know. Weird thing that came to my head. Um, but anyway, uh, Alice is resolved... Uh, we cut over to the lodges, mm -hmm. and Hermione's explaining to Veronica that they are going to have to testify. Okay, so this was where we had some confusion previously. We thought he had already been convicted and imprisoned. He's in jail. He's in jail. He's jail, jail. clearly a flight risk. Well, yeah. For sure. So, he hasn't been tried yet. Correct. So he's being held. Um, they're, they're both having coffee because, you know, she's 16 and gets to have coffee out of... And Veronica is kind of concerned, but she's like, am I going to have to lie on the stand? And her mom's like, well, we might have to shade the truth. That's called perjury, and that is a felony. Well, so let's start, but let's start even before that. Mm -hmm. There's legal protections here. Hiram... Hiram's wife cannot be compelled to testify in a court of law. Correct. He can wait. He can. He can exercise his privilege as a spouse to do that. And I'm pretty sure under that, the child gets spared too. Also, she's a minor. They cannot compel her or force her to be a witness. Unless, and they've given us nothing in this show, unless they have emancipated her in order to make her an officer of the company. You honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they. Well, did that's that. probably how. And they, she doesn't know. Well, that's probably the only way they could make her an actual officer of Lodge Industries because as a minor, she wouldn't be corporately allowed to do that. This is bad legal research, people. Maybe. And I am a paralegal. Maybe, okay. Okay. Here's a theory. They did that, and Smithers is her legal guardian, and he's the one signing all the shit on her behalf. Oh, good lord. <laughs> funny and bad as a paralegal and as a person interested in legal work i am offended <laughs> by their poor research <laughs> particularly the research part <laughs> that's your forte so um aside from that veronica also brings up the point that you have to tell mr andrews what's going on yeah, you need to tell him before somebody else does. Because this is a gossipy town, and somebody else is going to get to him first. Yeah. And so, that's what Hermione does. She goes... No, nope, she... that doesn't happen next. Oh, oh, they're ta they're still talking here. I'm trying to read my notes the right mm -hmm. way. And Hermione's, you know, telling her, yeah, the blossoms are after the land. And, um, by the way, also, uh, your dad knows about us, uh, about Fred and me. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I, I've made such a mess of things. All I want to do is make this work and get our family legitimate. The business. She wants the business to succeed say, and be... She doesn't say any of that to Veronica. Okay. 
You're confusing it with a different scene. Whatever. It's late, and we just watched it, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, then we go to Archie is playing his guitar, and Cheryl <laughs> walks in, and she looks at him, and she goes, If music be the food of love, play on, play on, which is a line from Shakespeare. It's a line from Twelfth Night, and which she does it so Which is annoying, because it's my favorite of the Shakespeare and she does it so badly. She's trying too hard. But, you know, it would have been music. more effective if she just got on her knees. Okay, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put down gross. Mm -hmm. She starts talking to him about this tree tapping ceremony. <laughs> which I literally have right next to it. Ass tapping. It is so overtly sexual. It is insane. Well, no, it's maple syrup, so it's sticky and sweet. <laughs> sticky maple? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're going to go there tonight, guys. We had a lot of callbacks in that episode. Uh, uh, she's, okay, she's inviting her Archie to come. And to be her escort. He's basically her brother. He's a stand-in for her brother that she wants to fuck. Yeah, I just, but fucking hell, what's her deal? And he's just like, Archie's like, you know, why don't you invite Reggie? Because Archie has a girlfriend, he's got Valerie. He's uh -huh. like, um, you know, why don't you take Reggie or Kevin or something? To... She's like, you don't get it. Um, they didn't stick up for me and they didn't help me. I want you. She's playing very sad, pathetic Cheryl, and she knows how to play that redhead. I mean, she does. She plays Archie like a fiddle. She is, except I also think... Some Based of that is true. See, some of it is very real. Yes. Cheryl's losing her fucking mind. Oh, absolutely. Let's just leave it there. She's, and she is... She's going to end up at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Let's be clear. <laughs> and she, I, I think she's desperate to have somebody to latch on to that will appreciate her for who she is mm -hmm. because that will ground her enough to not go complete psycho rage bitch. Yeah. Um, so I think this is partially a call for um, a call for help and speaking of cries for help F reads a sad poem so um barb Bar barb's uh ethel barb ethel barb got real dark guys <laughs> like real dark in my head she's dating red shirt friend of moose <laughs> Except I don't think she'll ever date a football player again. Although maybe Richard Friendemus quit the football team. Maybe. Just for her. Maybe. So we're going to call her Barbful or <laughs> Etharb? She's Ethelbarb. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Barb's... Uh, she, she reads Ethelbarb's a... fucked up. She reads, she reads a really sad poem. It's, it's beyond sad. It's... Sad, creepy, cry for help poem. It's, it's guidance counselor needs to bring you in for therapy poem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there needs to be a parent-teacher conference, like, today. <laughs> um, Veronica, after class, goes and asks Ethel about her poem. Um... And there's no believability to this. This whatsoever. scene is so bad for for both actresses, and I I really like Ethel Barb, the actress. You all know how I feel about the Veronica actress, but the writing in here is so bad. 
That's that's most of it here. The only person who could save this is like Meryl Streep. <laughs> Meryl and, even, Streep. and even she has been in some dud movies. Meryl is a teenager. She could do it. I know. There's one person who can do it. It's Meryl Streep. Would they CGI her, or were they just, or would she insist that? That woman's pretty was? ageless. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> um, um, I uh, mean, we, we don't have to get into the nuances of the bad writing here. Ethel's got problems but, at home. Uh, th- things aren't great at home. Her parents are fighting, and Veronica is is offering her help and invites her to her house for some lunch and pampering, and Kevin will be there. And she's like, "I'll help you." You can come to my house, and, mm-hmm. and I'll be happy. And, okay, just a quick note. I, um, Ethel and Veronica are wearing the same colors. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, Ethel's just looking for somebody to... Um, know, throughout this attention. episode, they are, they, are, they are linked with their costumes. That's very true. Um, and it's, um, then in the hallway, Kevin's like... Well, so, we have to say this before Kevin walks up, but she oh. looks over, because Kevin's sitting there reading a book, and she's like... Uh, Kevin, Kevin will be there. And Kevin's like, I don't, huh? uh, uh. <laughs> so so yeah. Then in the hallway, um, Kevin's like, "What was that?" And she starts. She kind of is like, "Well, well." And Kevin, she's she's she does that hammering hot. And Kevin's like, "Oh no, do we need to sit down?" <laughs> I love you, Kevin. And basically, Veronica explains that um, her and one of her friends back in New York were crazy cruel bitches to this girl because she was a misfit. And they basically got her to transfer schools. They made her drink gutter water. Cause, just cause. She was there. And she's a misfit. Okay. Mean girls can be mean girls. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is sociopathic murder behavior. And doesn't... Is not typical. So I've decided that... In Veronica's previous life in New York, she went to the same school as all of the girls from Gossip Girl. And that's why she's this way. Like, it's that bad on Gossip Girl? Oh, totally. Okay. Um, there was a thing called a nair-tini, which was a martini glass filled with nair that they would throw at a girl's head. Because if you don't realize what nair is, it's a debilitory cream that removes hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's let's flash into do we think this is in any way really possible? That Veronica did this? No no no. Like in real life. High school. Yes. Wow. Oh, absolutely. This this And you know, well yeah. teenagers can be teenagers. Um, we gotta spot the signs of like major personality disorders. There is no school. excuse for your child being vicious and mean to another kid. And violent. Yeah. That's... Gutter water is... That's abuse. That's... I wouldn't tolerate somebody doing that to my kid, and I sure as fuck would never tolerate my kid being the perpetrator. Yeah. Like, our kid even says something mean about another kid. Oh, I jerk not in that tail. I am not... I will not raise a mean girl. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. This is, Mm-mm. I mean, in in in, it's it's easy to say. Well, gosh, that just seems like overkill. But who knows? That could be that they, could be a real I, story that somebody took from a newspaper and threw it in as a line. Whatever. Anyways, 
it feels I I don't like this as I could understand her being not the nicest girl and like they could have simply said like you know me and my old friend Katie uh, we weren't always the nice nicest people to a girl like Ethel and old Veronica probably wouldn't have cared like it could have been as simple as that but or they even... painted it with this much darker brush where it's like oh Veronica's a horrible person that don't change overnight well, and then she's, you know, she, she basically, she's now driven to make anybody's life better when she hears something like what Ethel said. Which is very disingenuous. I know. Yeah. The different, here's, here's what would have been the best solution to this whole thing, okay? Mm -hmm. She was a mean girl. She was in with the mean girls. Then yeah. one day her friends did this to another girl and she never spoke up. Well, no. She like, was... she, it was like, you know, we, it would just be insults or, no, or cattiness. It we don't even, we don't even need the, 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 the example. We just need to know. Yeah, we, in my past life, we would have been mean to a girl like Ethel Muggs. We wouldn't have bothered. And you know what? That's a problem of the writer. Oh, this is a total, that's, this is that's a total, total writing problem. insensitive Absolutely. writer who isn't respectful of how harmful that is for people. Well, they, they're not aware, and nobody in the room is checking them. And also, it just paints Veronica in a really bad light that they don't need. And this is a character who's trying to rehabilitate herself. So we don't need that. Unless they intend to push her darker. Well, maybe. But Again, that, you need to do that way before we ever Well, you need to point. do that organically, and this is not it. That should have come up in episode one or two if we were going to bring it up. Well, we actually got some of that in episode one and two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Archie's getting some water after practice, and Penelope Blossom shows up. Creepy as fuck. Ew! She stands way too close to Archie. This is... Uh, why are all the grown-ups trying to fuck Archie? Why? All of them, other than Hermione. It's that irresistible red hair. <laughs> and, and... I mean, Kevin Keller did say it in the first two minutes of, of the series. Archie got hot. Archie got hot. <laughs> um, so. She's there to bribe Archie, basically. She is. There's a music academy, Brandenburg Music Academy. Mm -hmm. And she. Um, Her great grand uncle is on the board. She and... can put in a good word. And Archie's like, you know, I, I already talked to Cheryl. This. But wasn't okay. Well, he he's just like, you know, I just don't think it's a great idea. Um, and, you know, you don't you don't need to do anything for me. Don't worry about it. And she says, you know, on the day of the funeral and you gave me Jason's um, jersey, that was an act of kindness on a day of despair. Good just, and decent Archibald. You know, you're a good and decent person. She's doing the same thing Cheryl was doing previously. She is, she's tugging at him. Mm -hmm. And he, and Archie's like, um... He's like, okay, okay, I'll talk to Valerie. That would mean, it would mean the world to Cheryl. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, once again goes, I swear when the light hits you just right. Yeah, she's, everyone's trying to replace Jason with Archie. If, if they go down, do you think the CW has the stones to have mom having sex with Jason Blossom. No. No. 
This is an HBO. Land of Incest. Because... No. If if it were no. premium cable, you know they'd go there. No, that's... This is, um... This is an uh, incest thing. This is that weird family bloodlust thing. It's, it's a very much like, um... Harry Potter... You know, the pure blood thing. Yeah. That it's that type of vibe. It's that cultish vibe. Wow. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but no, it's not it's not actual incest. And so the gangs in the uh doghouse. In the doghouse. That's what we decided last that's episode. Right. And uh Archie's and... telling everybody about this great thing that's happening to him and Chunkhead's like, uh <laughs> you mean being a gigolo? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is looking at Archie. Like, are, are you stupid? Like, these kinds of favors always come with a price tag. That's Veronica. And he asks Betty, but he's like, I think it's a great idea. And Archie's like, thank you, Betty. And she's like, no, you can go and you can talk to Polly. Betty is... She's just working that angle. Betty's working every angle to get the story she needs. And that's fine. Good for I mean, you, Betty. Betty, Betty um, has a sing- singular purpose right now. Betty's got a long game. I like it. It's good. That's fine. And then uh, Veronica says famous last words, Archiekins, and Archie looks at her with his eyebrow, and I was just like, Archie wants to fuck Veronica. Like, this this, this making out session has to happen. He's, he's giving her googly eyes this whole time. He's making, he makes eyes at everybody. It's just, it's just, his name is KJ Appa, right? Yeah. His name? Uh, that's just the face Appa. he makes at everybody. Yeah. Smoldering eyes. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and he's got... Okay. So it doesn't... Every now and... It, it's fine, but every now and then with the way things are lit, he's got a scar in between his eyebrows that sometimes it looks... it Because of the shadows, it's very, um, very prominent. It almost makes him look like he has a unibrow. I don't know. And like, whenever they don't have that, you can barely tell there's anything there. But he's got a little scar in between his his eyebrows. Yeah. Hmm. So then we get Riverdale. And and then, uh, what is this fucking redhead cult? Um, not only redhead, they're all wearing these bright red coats and capes and capes and and it's everything's freaking red. Um. Oversaturated red. Like, oh. our TVs are in the wrong color zone red. Pretty much. Um, and Cheryl is walking with Archie and she goes, When Jason died, I thought I tapped my last tree. That sounds like I, <laughs> like I tapped my brother. I tapped my last ass. <laughs> That's what it's... Okay, we, we... I mean, it's too close There's to an me. explicit tag on this podcast for a reason, and it's coming up tonight. <laughs> for sure. Just, um, which is when Jason died, it was a PR debacle. So, okay, here's what I figured out. Cheryl, on her own, cannot hold a scene. She needs someone to play off of. She for sure. has to have some... She, as an actress, and this is not... This is not in any way to badmouth her because there's so many good moments from her and legitimately good acting moments from her. Mm-hmm. But by herself, and this is just a trait of some actors, she cannot hold the scene by herself. And this is the first scene that I noticed at like hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like she's saying all this stuff and she is all over the map. Um, and throughout this episode, she is. 
to where it's not so much that she's o- all over the place that I, you know, oh, she looks unhinged. She's all over the place to where it's like, I don't know anything about how you are emotionally because it doesn't read in anything. <laughs> You're so I, all over the place on tone. I, that's, how I, that's how I saw it. I don't really agree. Why don't you agree? Um, Cheryl has to hide who she really is from her parents. That's true. Um, she can be more relaxed. We've seen her be more relaxed with the with the big Scooby gang from school. The Scooby gang. What changes is whatever Cheryl's motive in the room is for that moment. And so here we've got a scene where she's walking with Archie and she's trying to keep him happy and she does like him. He's been nice to her and everybody hates her. But then she's also in front of all of these people she has to impress and her parents, who she does not trust nor like. So she's literally from like second to second, her what she is required to do to function is changing. Okay. So, okay, I will, I, a lot of the writing is uneven, but that is what's happening with her. Like, internally, that's what's going on. Which then is a fault of me, then. It's just, I have a hard time reading social cues, period. So, if somebody's switching in that many moments, I think, I, it's gonna, it's gonna read wrong to me. I think if you think about that in a, in one of the later scenes, it'll make, it makes so much more sense. Okay, we'll bring it's it up. It's a little bit more there. obvious. Um, and then, and then we have the ceremony, and ugh, what the ugh. There's a scroll, and then basically, um, Cheryl has to, I guess it's called a spigot, um, you know, bash got, it into the tree. They've got it primed, and so the whole point is that she's supposed to, you know, jam it into the tree so that the syrup will flow. It's the first. It's the first tap, which I I assume is how they harvest the maple syrup in all the other trees in the orchard. But you know, Archie's there and he's holding the bucket that's gonna go under it, and so she's. Um, and Clifford's reading this scroll of legends and how Jason did it. I did it, and Jason did it after me. And... Now it'll be Cheryl. So Cheryl, you know, taps that tree. And, <laughs> you know, the syrup comes out, and you know, because Archie's like being reassuring, and she looks at him and is like, uh, "Make no mistake, I was supposed to fail." Um. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um. But when she does it, syrup comes out. Yep. So she got it. She got it. We're at the lodges. Um, For the most awkward lunch ever. Oh, it's dinner at the lodges? No, this is lunch. That's lunch? Yep, they came for lunch and pampering. Okay, well, Ethel is there, and it's Betty and Jughead and Veronica. Jughead's not there. Wait, I thought he was. No. Is it Archie? No, it's Kevin. No, dang it. Oh my god, you've lost your mind. I have. It's Kevin Keller. Okay, so... Kevin freaking Keller. This is... Base, here, the whole point of the scene is we find out that Ethel Mugg's father invested in Hiram Lodge's company. And we don't find that quite just yet. Yeah, we do. No, because there's a couple of little junk. Well, okay, there's fine. Um, Dad had bad luck with savings. And then this line got me. 
just because of this whole Veronica's trying to be empathetic to Ethel and it's just like I I know how you we have more in common than you you would know because they're 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 threatening to lose their house basically because there's oh, money problems. Okay, so my, Ethel says explains that her father made some bad investments. Right. So the next thing we find out that whatever. Um and then and then Veronica just says, you know, we lost our place at the Dakota and I just went Ugh. Yeah. So I mean, for no if you're not if, if you don't know about the Dakota Hotel, that's where John Lennon was killed outside. That's where he was living. But it's this super, super bougie, up, high-end hotel in New York that the very, very rich and famous stay in. Yep. And it was just like, why, why do the writers feel compelled to have Veronica be empathetic with people and then revere, reveal this massive amount of privilege? Mm-hmm. In every possible scene. Hmm. that's the problem it's one thing to do it once even once an episode mm-hmm. and then get kind of shocked about it because that's good that's a that's a character development of a person who's in a position of privilege having to get challenged by that but to do it in almost every scene they have her in somehow is just it it's, it's overbearing and it, annoying it's just here's the thing they haven't fallen that far from, you know, Grace. Like, they're still the, some of the richest people in Riverdale. Exactly. So it's kind of like, I, I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry, you only get one Ferrari this year instead of two. Oh, you don't have a special hotel room that you get to stay in. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, they do it so much yeah. that it just loses any actual effect. That well, it and it's kind of like, okay, Veronica, you can... You can sympathize with Ethel, but how is Ethel going to sympathize with you? Like, oh my goodness, you lost your place at the Dakota. But you have this place right here, which is nicer than Ethel's house now that she's about to lose. And Ethel's like, house is nice, because we've seen the pool. Oh yeah, that is nice. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that. So. Um... Okay, and that's when Hermione hears as they're talking. Ethel talks her, about her, her last ears, name. Her ears perk up, and Hermione perks up. We have a quick cut to Archie gets Polly at the orchard. He starts trying to talk to her and be like, you know, um, you know, you really should talk to to Betty. And Polly's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Polly's very, very calmly and coolly like, tell Betty not to worry. Mm-hmm. But doesn't, doesn't, not in any way that would, like, reassure anyone. She's just like, please tell Betty not to worry. Smile, smile, blink, walk away. Well, and then there's this big uh, picture is being taken of the whole group, and Polly's a part of it, and, they invite, and the Blossoms invite Archie to be a part of the picture. Now, here's what's interesting about this, at least to me, I picked up on it. Archie's the only one who's wearing blue. Hmm. He he has his shirt or his I guess a scarf is the same red as what everyone else is wearing. But his jacket, his outerwear is blue. So he's he's not a part of them, but now he's also he has red hair. Polly is blonde, but he has red hair. But when he's wearing that blue jacket, his hair does not look even as remotely red as it normally does. So it's very much like he's he walks among us, but he's not a part of us. Yep. Very interesting. Um, it's a good choice. 
So now Hermione pulls okay, so now Veronica we cut back aside to the lodges, and yeah. was like, do you know... It was like, you need to be very, very careful with this girl. The mugs are testifying against your father. Manfred Muggs invested with Hiram. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Veronica... She, she says, I'm, I'm fed up with it. How many families... How many families have to get hurt by my father? It was like... For doing what he did. Can Mr. Andrews lose everything? And Hermione can't answer. I mean, or she says, it's possible. Well, I like what she says. She goes, for, you know, how many people have to suffer for what Dad did, and as far as I know, is still doing. And Hermione is just like... I, uh, she's got to, to Hermione's credit, she's not trying to lie to her about it. Yeah. That is the one thing. She knows who her husband is, mm-hmm. and I don't think likes who he is in any way. Mm-hmm. But she can't, she's not going to pretend like it didn't happen. And so, you know, we just said, well, we don't. Yep. <laughs> this is bad. So, we are back, back on the snowy path. We should mention it's winter. Oh, yes, apparently we've had a season change. <laughs> I yeah. Forget that part. Um, There's snow. So they're walking through the snow, um, and Archie and Cheryl are behind two of the most red-headed board members. The two red-headed board members, and they're talking about how awful Cheryl is, and oh, did you see what she did at the funeral, those crocodile tears, and Archie hears this, and he decides he's going to speak up for Cheryl. Uh-huh. Um... And he's just like, you know. She, she loved Jason. She loved Jason, and she was on the football field every night. And then Cheryl's like looking and pokes him and is like, uh, and 4.0. Oh, and she has 4.0. It's very cute <laughs> and very archy. Yes. And he says, you know, I'm in class with her, and I, you know, and I learned don't underestimate her and don't bet against her. And the two just kind of blink vapidly. Kind of, kind of like, hmm. And then Archie and Cheryl split and walk around. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Archie stuck up for her. Okay, now... Now we Herm- get... Hermione's at the construction Andrew's site. construction, and she tells Fred that her and Hiram are the buyers. And Fred's pissed. Fred looks really run down. He looks a lot like FP did when, when he was drunk. He, he's definitely been drinking more because we see him drink later. He's stressed. He's well. I mean, he's he's stressed, and and there's all that stuff going on with Cliff. But now it's just even. I mean, he's just he starts to lose it. Yeah, it would have been a lot better for you to tell me this earlier. Yeah. And so she basically points out, it's like you're working for Lodge Industries. She's like, I'm trying to make Lodge Industries legitimate, and we need to work with legitimate businesses like you. And he's just like, wow, I do all the grunt work while your husband takes shots at me, and you get to play both sides. And then she explains, Clifford didn't, it was like, they Cliff, beat up. Clifford didn't didn't send those guys on at you. Hiram did. And, he uh, found and, out about you. And Fred me. brings up, like, you know, they, they destroyed my equipment and, and, beat, and, beat, up up, and beat up teenagers. Because he's like, forgive my business for a minute. We endangered the lives of kids. Yeah. Um... And so, after she brings up that Hiram did this, because Cliff told him, yeah. then Fred's going, so great, so now I'm in, a, I'm in a turf war between Clifford Blossom and Hiram, and Hiram Lodge. Lodge. And Hermione's like, I, she's like, I know you are mad. I can't do anything to change that. I need you to stay on this project. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, I gotta take a walk. Yeah. And storms out the door. 
<laughs> I I would be in his shoes. Yeah, I don't know. That's rough. <laughs> I, I mean, that uh, that was a good scene. Yeah. It gets the point across. Archibald. Archibald. Mm. They're the only people who call him Archibald. Clifford's talking with Archie. And um, Archie thanks him for, you know, the music stuff. And Clifford says, we can uh, be extremely generous to the right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks about, you know, there's this fancy dinner at the Belmont Lodge, and we'd love for you to be Cheryl's escort. Um, and Cheryl's like, yes, I'll be wearing a Viridian. Um, we'll have a tailor come and fit you, because you'll need a new suit. And Archie's like, you know, I'm an Andrews. I only know construction. Fancy banquets are not really our thing. He's trying to find any way to get out he of this. He does not want to do this. And uh, Clifford's like, you're, uh, it was like, you and your father are hard workers. Um, no. You're the backbone of our community, which is Ugh. so demeaning. But he's too young to understand that. And um, Archie's kind of like, okay. And Cher- I don't remember the line exactly, but Cheryl calls refers to him as Archiekins, which that's the first time she's done that. The only other person who calls him Archiekins is Veronica. Mm-hmm. So She just smiles at him, and Archie's like... <sighs> Yeah, Archie's, he's starting to be like, this is, this is, get, I'm getting in a little too, too deep. Some, some's not good here. Yeah. But he, to, to a fault, he cares about Cheryl as a person. Yes. And I don't think he's got any romantic feelings for her in any way, but he really wants to help her. He. Because he he knows what a tough spot she's in. He feels bad for her. She's, she's, everyone feels bad everyone for feels her. bad for her and in well, the Scooby Gang at least everyone in the Scooby Gang because yeah she's a bitch like, <laughs> there's no two ways about it the Scooby Gang has decided that her life does actually suck so we should just be nice to her except for Shaggy Shaggy's Shaggy's not interested oh no he's not <laughs> and in this scenario Shaggy is Jughead yes <laughs> Jughead tolerates her <laughs> as a person to a point <laughs> um, but he does he's not stupid mm mm He's already had to deal with deceit in his life. Yeah, so now we go um, to the Cooper house. Alice has a knife. And she calls, she's like, how? By the way, she, I, I should mention, she's cutting, she's like, cutting a, a chicken pie. pie. She's or cutting a pie. pie. She's like, who would have thought that Archie would be our fox in the hen house? <laughs> um, Archie explains that the blossoms are treating Polly really well, and she isn't coming back. He's like, I'm pretty sure. And Betty does not believe it. She's like, no, it's not my sister. I know my sister. And Archie tells Alice about the board is trying to take the company away from the Blossoms. Alice is so excited. She's like, the Blossom Empire is crumbling. Um, I mean, throughout this, Betty keeps bringing out, you know, Polly. And yeah. Alice starts out with, it's like, she made her choice. We have to learn to live with that. She's trying to be diplomatic about it. But you can tell she is betrayed. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And um, she also mentions to Archie, um, what was it like being in the sticky red thick of it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, eventually, just Alice shuts down Betty about enough about Polly. Mm -hmm. She betrayed us. We didn't betray her. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was like, regardless of what happened, it's not going to solve anything to Mm -hmm. think about her right now. We gotta focus on the blossoms. So, we're at school. 
Cheryl's holding court. With the River Vixens, so she got that back after she blackmailed her mom. Yes. Um, Betty and Jughead confront her, and, and there's just a lot of back and forth about, can you get a message to my sister, blah 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 but Cheryl lets it loose, like, oh, didn't you, you haven't heard? Polly is, in fact, having twins. Dr. Patel confirmed it. Bless our blossom jeans. Ugh barf <laughs> and so she, betty just goes and she didn't call me and she goes and you? jughead goes hostages aren't generally allowed to make outgoing calls <laughs> and then betty says can you just tell her that she needs to call my mom she was not gonna she's not gonna um let anyone know but she's really upset i can tell something something's really bad and she'll go sure if i remember to which jughead goes cheryl and <laughs> Cheryl just goes, goes, that was a joke, you hobo. <laughs> Complete deadpan. Yeah. Good Cheryl moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, all Betty wants to know is that Polly's okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Betty doesn't care about the Blossoms. Betty, Betty does not care about shit other than, is my sister okay? Mm-hmm. So, they walk away. Um, here's another weird... This is a really bad scene. And I and and it's and it's bad because of the writing. These two actresses give it the best they can. Yes, but this confirms my theory from episode two. Okay, well we'll talk about I'm that. I'm really later. excited. Veronica has Ethel come in with her eyes closed, and she's got a bunch of jewelry and clothes and stuff laying around the room. And she looks at Ethel and just says. I mean, I just put it was like Veronica's trying to buy her forgiveness. Oh, absolutely, she's trying to buy her off. Uh, she just wants her to feel good. She goes, "My dad bought me all this stuff. He get he would buy me gifts whenever he did something wrong." Well, okay, so slow that down for a second. No. The way she says that line though is mm-hmm. interesting. Yes, because as she said, the actual way she delivers that is like, you know, my dad would always bring home gifts when he did something bad. Mm-hmm. It's at in the middle of that moment it's, she realizes just how bad this is. Well, she gets that and she goes, "Oh, I'm doing the exact same thing my dad does. I feel guilty, so I'm trying to give my friend a gift to make it go away, so I don't feel bad anymore." Now let's be clear: Ethel Barb is the utmost sweet diplomatic human in the whole moment. She's yeah. like, "Ronnie, I can't accept this." She's like, "All I want is for you to be my friend." Yeah. She's like, you don't need to do it. You didn't do anything wrong. You, you get, it, like, it, Ethel Barb is perfect here. And and Veronica, what's interesting is she she says, um, what girl can refuse the charms of a Givenchy bag? Respect that. As a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then she talks about, you know, I also still wear these pearls that he got me. And so I, those pearls have been on her from day one. Absolutely. So that's interesting that it's like, it's not completely about the pricelessness of the gift. There's also an element of sentimentality. To I some bet of this. you those pearls were bought right before he knew he was going to end up going to jail. Probably. But I bet you. Bet you, because the bigger the gift, the bigger the crime. <laughs> but where I am a TV genius, one of my TV genius moments today, um, I said back on episode two when Veronica was buying cupcakes and doing the spa thing for Betty, I said, she is doing that because that's what she has been taught. Yep. Like, I bet you that's what she's seen her parents do to buy somebody off, and that is 100% what she's doing. Well, 
Well, and what's interesting is she does say it's her dad. So it's, yeah. So clearly Hermione wasn't the one teaching her this. Yeah. And her and since then Hermione, because Hermione's been the real parent in her life, mm-hmm. she's been she, she's been teaching her this other side of self sufficiency, of like, or well, okay, whatever. She's been, she, she's been been she's basically been like, yeah, buying people off doesn't work. No. There's relationships that you have to cultivate with humans. Mm-hmm. It, but again, it's just a bad scene. It's poorly written. And the only thing that saves it is Ethelbar being absolutely down to earth. Yes. So, good job, good job, Ethelbar. Thank you for saving it again. Please come back in season two of Stranger Things. Um, okay. We only we only have like two more months till they find out if she yeah, does. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, so it's gonna be a really busy month. We get Riverdale season two. We get. We get Stranger Things seasons two, and then we get Mr. Robot season three. Yep. It's too much. So Cheryl arrives at the Andrews house, and immediately the first thing she says when Fred Andrews opens the door, he goes, Cheryl. And she goes, you're looking particularly dilfy today. Dilf. Dad, I'd like to fuck. Yep. And I wrote, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And then she walks into the kitchen. I mean, Fred, Arch- Fred's answer to that is, uh, come on in. <laughs> so creeped out. So she well, walks into the kitchen. She and- has she has something in her hand. She's got a case. What's in it? It is a 84 Les Paul in our signature color. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what she gives to Archie. Archie doesn't know what to say. Uh, Jughead is just giving the side eye and Fred is drinking a beer <laughs> and Cheryl kind of gets the picture that they don't, she doesn't want to be there anymore and it's awkward. She goes, um, I have to be going. My claustrophobia acts up in a small house. <laughs> and so she leaves and then Fred says, you need to give that back. Uh-huh. And Archie's like trying to play it off. He's like, yeah, what are the, you're like, what are the Blossoms going to do? Like what? And he's just like, they're using you. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's pretty much that whole scene. Fred Jugno, what's up? Mm-hmm. Cut to the offices of the Riverdale Register. Mm-hmm. Alice is offering Hal the Blossom story. And Hal says, I'm not publishing your personal vendetta. Which is why, which is so weird. Because <laughs> this, this is such a completely different thing. So it's almost like who owns this story, like personally? Who is the actual Cooper? Well, it would be Hal. Okay. Because their last name is Cooper. Right. So, I mean, unless they're, they're brother and sister. So, like, either she's fully just bought into it, or, well, no. I mean, I I get the whole thing is it's against the Blossoms because the Blossoms have hurt her daughter, her taking her daughter away from her. So that's where it's personal for her. But it doesn't make sense for Hal to be completely divorced from this situation from this story it just it it's inconsistent and weird I, unless he's making a break to leave because he stole you know he did something like he, we know he stole all the sheriff stuff yeah i don't know and he's trying to downplay it i mean alice gets fired she's been hal, fired from the riverdale register hal has locked her out of the computer system so she can't publish it without him he fires her she leaves, and then she throws a brick through the door, yelling, I want my daughter back. I was like, the, me, that is so Twin Peaks, except 
nobody else is doing it right in that scene. She's the only one doing it right. The thing is, is it should be heightened even further. Well, okay. If you're going to play it for camp, play it for camp. What I do like about... Okay, it's a bit much to throw the brick through the door. Um, but what what I liked is that right after she does that, she kind of just like straightens herself up and walks away. Mm-hmm. Very much the way Dark Betty behaved. Oh, yeah. In, I went. Oh, Alice went Dark Alice. Yes. And Betty is just standing there horrified. But I really feel like it's one of those moments where you're like, that's where I get it from. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not oh, insane. It's not all my fault. I've had one of those moments where it's, I, I remember trying not to audibly laugh because it was so funny. I was like, that's the thing I get yelled at for all the time. <laughs> and my parent just did that. <laughs> it was a great moment for me personally. <laughs> but it was really funny. Um... So Archie's getting fitted, and um, Taylor, and he's in his underwear. I okay. I wrote that the costuming on this is really good because it's not so much that he's in his underwear, I mean, he is, but I I really love that he has his socks on and they're like tube socks because <laughs> it's such a teenager thing he's to in, do. He's in boxers and crew socks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and it's just so, and I I I like that. So. Um, He's getting he's getting fitted for the suit um, with Clifford Blossom, and uh, he he basically just flat out asks Clifford. He's like, "My dad's in trouble. Will you help him?" Yeah, I don't need anything, but maybe you could help my dad. And Cliff's is like, "Are you negotiating on behalf of your father?" And Archie's almost like, "Oh God, oh God!" And Clifford's like, "No, no, no! no. I'm impressed." Jason, um, I don't think my son would ever have done that for me. I legit think Clifford's not lying right here. No, I agree. Like, I think Clifford's actually taken aback to be like, I've never seen any kid stand up for their parent like this. What's it like to have a kid that appreciates you? Mm-hmm. Or likes you? Because he certainly doesn't have that. And so Clifford considers, he's like, well, we've already called Brandenburg. And mm-hmm. by the way, they're very excited to meet you. But we can we can talk about it more later. Let's get through the banquet tonight, and then we can discuss man to man. What we can do about it. It was like it's not man to man. This is a sixteen year old boy. Stop it. Yeah. Um. Betty's freaking out. She's ranting at Jughead. Um. I mean, it, long story short, I was just like, this is such a good scene. It is very. This but- is the best scene in the episode. Jughead was a little too earnest here at the beginning of it. Okay, well, I... But then he got really sweet. I wasn't, and, I wasn't tearing up at all. Well, I felt really bad when Betty said, you know, when, when you hit a crisis, you know, you either fall together or you fall apart. He's like, we're falling apart. Mm-hmm. She's like, and I, sad. And she's like, I can't, I can't stop it. Because she's, she points out, it's like, because of this, the Coopers will just stop existing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she's like, Polly's acting like a character from Jane Eyre. Yeah. And Jughead goes, you are holding them together. You cannot quit on them. Yeah. You're stronger than the white noise. That's very sweet. And so they hug. And Betty's Betty's like, gotta do this. And then we see more of that from her later on. But um, Val's sitting in the doghouse and Cheryl walks up. Mm -hmm. It's like, hi, Valerie. Mm -hmm. Immediate smash cut to Val with Archie. Yeah, she's like, um, Cheryl's trying to take you away from me. 
Uh, Archie's like, no, she's not. Like, no, she legitimately thinks she has a shot with you. And the Blossoms are trying to buy you. Like, I can't blame her. And Archie's like, no, they're not. They're just opening doors for me. And Val is just like, wouldn't you rather know that you earned your spot? And uh, he goes, well, are you saying you would say no? And her response is, if you have to ask me that, you don't know me at all. And she walks away. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bad, bad job, Archie. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Keller is now in the hallway and runs up to Veronica and Betty and is freaking out. Um, and he tells her that Ethel's dad swallowed a bunch of sleeping pills. He's going to be okay, but he's in the hospital. And Veronica starts freaking out, and she runs to the bathroom crying, and then she rips off her pearls, and they fall to the ground. If she could actually cry like Betty cried in that one scene, mm-hmm. this scene would have been amazing. Yeah, I just wrote bad crying. Bad crying. But the most interesting part of that whole scene is when Betty comes in and hugs her, mm-hmm. and they and we don't see Veronica's face, we see Betty's face. Mm-hmm. And it's in her face, all you can see is... She has to be there for literally everyone. Yeah. And Betty, you can just like, see the Betty weight. Betty doesn't even know what's wrong, but she's she's there. But you can just see the weight of all of it on Betty in that one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also weird that they said accidentally swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills. Yeah. When Kevin says that, you know that's what he's been told. Yeah. Nobody accidentally sw- sw- uh, swallows then, a whole bottle of sleeping pills. Nobody does. Um, anyway, so rough stuff. Um, and now we get this big long sequence at the banquet hall. So we're snowed in. It looks like there's like a foot of snow outside the freaking banquet. Yeah, all of a sudden they had a light blizzard. <laughs> okay, be nice to us North, North, northern people because we don't get snow here. We don't know how it works. No, I mean, I, I do know that it'll snow it'll snow like crazy over time, but it's just weird that all of a sudden there's giant snowstorms happening because winter has suddenly just happened Yeah. in this show. We don't understand snow. So Clifford gives this speech. You know, normally it would have been Jason's hand, but this year... It's the hand of hope. The hand of hope. Oh, and this is when Cheryl says to Archie, they wanted me to fail. Don't think they're being nice or genuine. I was supposed to fail. Yeah. And Archie's just like, forget about them. I'm here, and I will help you however I can. Mm-hmm. And he's being a good friend. And Polly's just uh, sitting there. Yep, she's just, you know, being a nice um, wow. dinner guest. Um, Archie goes over to Clifford. Well, Clifford calls him over. Oh, yeah, okay. Taps him on the shoulder. And Clifford says, yeah, we're going to help you and Fred. Um, and uh, You fit in so well, and you have such a bright future with us. Uh, Cheryl's a bright girl, but with your stock and character by her side, tempering her more erratic behavior, it's all about creating a picture. It's just really fucked up. It's very fucked up, and Archie... Is getting really uncomfortable. But still not doing anything about it. What is, I mean, let's be clear, what is he supposed to do? What is he, what is he supposed to do in this thing? There's no way for him out of here right now. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Polly saves him. Polly cuts in for a dance. Yes. And, uh, Archie's like, you know, you need to tell me what's going on here. And Polly's like, you need to dance? 
and smile. And uh, just, and then and then once her back kind of turns, so much as you need to tell Betty to stop worrying about me. Um, Archie's because like it, as, because it needs to be believable. Archie's like as long as as long as you're here, Betty's not going to stop worrying about mm-hmm. you. And she's like, I'm here, not because I want to be, but because the Blossoms know who killed Jason. They threatened him, and I'm going to prove it. Mm-hmm. So there's that, you know, plucky good journalist, Gene. And once again, you got it right. Yep. <laughs> You're going to make a prediction again tonight in the next episode. I'm, we're just going to have to start a tally mark everything you get right in the next episode. Okay, no, I'm really excited to make season two predictions. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. So in the midst of this, Cheryl is arguing with Clifford. Mm-hmm. And then Cheryl runs off, and so Archie goes goes after her. Mm-hmm. Breaks off from Polly. And Polly's just like, anybody notice? Okay, I'm going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of funny. B and V go to visit Ethel at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So um, the good news is, and I know Keller said this, but Dad is not gone. Yeah, Dad's just in the hospital. He's in the hospital He's gonna be okay. recovering. He's going to be okay. So Veronica's got flowers, and um, you know uh, Ethel's mom just says, you know, oh thank you, and Veronica's like, don't don't thank me, really. And. and then- they're, she's gonna leave then Veronica decides to tell the truth about who she is and she's like I'm, my name is Veronica Lodge and instantly Ethel's mom knows who that is that she's Hiram Lodge's daughter um, Ethel really doesn't understand what that means who would talk to a teenager like this uh, I'm... do you think they would do this to the child of a of a person they thought had wronged them perhaps uh, she's I mean, she's grieving her uh, wine her her she's probably lose her house all her money's gone and her husband just tried to kill himself yeah she's a bit stressed <laughs> um I, like I I I've I've seen I, that occur in situations where the actual teenager was the one who committed a crime yes absolutely it's just it's weird to me to think that's believable I I'm gonna buy it from the fact that they know Hiram is in jail who are they gonna yell at. Who is she going to get her anger out on? Right. His rep- his family representative is standing right in front of her pretending to be her daughter's friend. I'm going to be pissed at you. I'm I'm going to be angry at you in this moment. It's I mean But the one line she gets Is it right? No. But is it plausible? Yes. The one line she gets off that's actually really good and important is if you want to do something to help, tell the truth. Your father is ruining lives. And Veronica takes it. Yeah, she leaves. She leaves. She leaves with Betty. I mean, they they leave, and then Betty walks her off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see Veronica absorb that mm-hmm. in a huge way. Archie goes off to find Cheryl at the lodge. She's um, standing by the pool, and Cheryl's just like, "What did my dad say? That I'm awful. I'm terrible. I'm She's no like, good." Yeah, she she says something about you know everyone hates me. You know, at school it's fine, but this is my family. Um, she goes, you're the only one who doesn't make me feel bad about being who I am or what I want. And then she kisses him. And Archie's kissing her back for a moment, but then he pulls away. And then she makes she makes this creep. She goes, my lipstick is maple red, in case you're wondering why it's so sweet. 
and that he runs away. Was that our L'Oreal commercial? <laughs> you mean CoverGirl? Oh, CoverGirl, excuse Cover, me. CoverGirl's the sponsor? I don't know, I'll have to look that up. It probably is, which is even worse. Now I, ha now I have to look that up. You talk about what happens next. Um, Archie runs off, and um, he's as he's standing there, he's looking. He catches that Cliff and Penny are talking, and he so he stares into the bushes for a minute. Um, and um, they say they say something like Uncle Bedford wants to know about the. It's the Sodale, Southern Riverdale, I guess, is the land that the uh, the drive-in theater was on. And um, he wants to know about the land, and they're talking about, you know, well, Clifford's like, I'm this close to getting it back. Who knew Hermione would be so resourceful? And Penelope drops the bomb of maybe we should have sent her to jail instead of Hiram. Mm -hmm. So, boom. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Blossoms were angling to get Hiram out of the picture. So this is a turf war, officially. Yep. Um, Veronica comes home, and Hermione just goes, How was your night? <laughs> and Veronica slowly slinks down to the couch, and tear coming down her eye is just like, Uh... Ethel Muggs, I just got back from the hospital where Ethel Muggs' dad tried to kill himself. Yeah. And it's just like, he's hurting people. I am done lying for dad. And Hermione says nothing. Just lets her go. And at the end, sort of does this little, this little, oh God. Mm -hmm. But, it, so it was weird at first at first when I saw it, because I had watched it a little bit earlier, at first it was, I, the impression I got was, oh god, now what do I do? But then I saw it this time, and the the look on her face in that brief moment almost suggests, like, she's absolutely right, we can't keep doing this for him. <sighs> Hermione's torn. She is, she's very scared, because her husband is a dangerous man. She's in a hard, hard position to be in. She doesn't well, know. Well, and she's made it over, overly complicated. When she found out her husband was going to jail, she could have decided, you know what? I'm going to testify against my husband. That is her right. Yes. Um, despite, like, he could say, no, that's privilege. But the other spouse can say, fuck you, I'm testifying against you. Yeah. Um, she didn't do that. She decided to play the same tricks her husband plays. Yes. Um, so she's oh, she's complicated her life. and More importantly, she's complicated her daughter's life. Yes. And that's where it's really reading on her, or grading on well, her. It's, it's about to get worse for her, too. Yeah. Um, so Archie's, Archie's running away. He's trying to get out of that, out of that place. And he's just like, I, I'm leaving. And mm -hmm. Cheryl half threatens and half just puts a real a reality bomb on she's, him she's, of, she's kind of blackmailing him she goes if you leave everything you were promised will go away and he's just like what do you want to do that to your dad yeah and she's just like you um, 
you're not any better than the others. And I was like, you may not have wanted something from me, but you wanted something from my parents. Oh, that's right. Because one of the things she tells him right before she kisses him is like, you know, you seem like the only person who's actually good in this town. Who doesn't want anything from me. Yep. And she's right. He didn't want anything from her, but he wanted something from her dad. And and he says, you know, I came here as a favor to your mom. And she's mm-hmm. like, don't lie. Mm-hmm. You wanted what my mom and dad could give you. Yep. She's not wrong. Maybe. But I think Archie's too confused to know that that was what was going on. Yeah. He shouldn't be that confused, but he is Archie. He's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, and um, and she just decides, you know, you're not better. And Archie, in trying to process this and be a good friend, just finally breaks. and goes like, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And goes. And Cheryl is heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Because in the midst of this, while she's doing all this threatening and blackmail, you can also see that as he finally is like, uh-uh, she's like, oh, no, I drove him away. Yeah. Like, Archie's not as malleable as she thinks. Uh-huh. Like, he's got a, he's got a limit. And he also, he's willing to say goodbye to all of that shit. Like, his family's more important to him than that crap, the music stuff. Cut to Cooper the House. Cooper House. And Betty's like, it's okay, Mom. We found out the truth. Polly's safe. It's like she's she's spying on them. And Alice Cooper starts sobbing. Mm-hmm. And Jughead and Paul and Betty are just like, I don't, uh, what? And Alice just says, I thought that if I finally did this story, that it would just break her. And this was the time she wouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. And Betty's like, she's going to come back, Mom. Mm-hmm. And Jughead says, you need to come write for the school paper. Write to the blue and but And Alice is like, for the school paper. He's like, I'm pretty sure our operating budget is more than the Riverdale Register. Which is weird. <laughs> kind of weird. Well, I think it's, they had no money at the Riverdale Register. And yeah. the school at least has resources. So, hmm. well, okay. Like, so, if the register okay. doesn't make any money or have any money, how do the Coopers have money? Who knows? Something shady that Hal's been doing. What? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um. So I don't it know. looks like it's the next morning. Val is walking, walking with her the headphones. Street. Archie comes up to her. Valerie breaks up with him. She, he was like, you know, you were right. And after last night, I am done with the blossoms. And she's like, great. I'm, and done, I'm done with, with you. you. I was like, oh, good stuff. And she just lets him have it. And she's like, I'm not going to be bought. Unlike you. Unlike you. And then walks away. And Archie's like, uh. When I knew. <laughs> I really like her hair in this scene. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. And she's got like two braids like french braids yep. going down the side of her head it looks really cool she's got her hair down mm-hmm. i mean it is winter so yeah um hermione goes to fred and she's like i don't want to get you involved in this any deeper i'm gonna sell to clifford and you know what in that moment that's probably that's the quickest way for her to get out of the situation that's fair it doesn't fix everything but it gets her out of it untangles some things for her. Which she's desperately Which she to wants to do. And Fred's like, nope. no, I'm going to stay. And, man, 
This is good stuff from Fred Andrews. <laughs> this is good. And he's just like, but my, uh, my stake's going to be 20%. And she goes, that's a big share. And he's just like, I'm sick of you people using me and my family's pawns. And um, I got to get have skin in the game. If I'm going to have skin in the game, that's what it's going to be. Uh, um, I'm not doing this for you. Mm-hmm. Everything we do now is going to be legal and above board. Oh, and by the way, you and me, whatever well, we had, it's gone. It's completely a business relationship. Yeah, which Hermione's kind of like, oh, okay. She actually thought she could keep things going with Fred. She really thought that well, she sold it. She could keep Fred. And 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 she's She's so fucked. She's hurt too. She's gonna go sleep with FP. New prediction. She's gonna have sex with FP. I mean that's a good match though. That's a better match than her and Fred. It is definitely a better match. Although Fred needs to end up with somebody. What if Fred and Alice hook up? He ain't touching that ten foot pole of crazy. You never uh-uh. know. No. No, he. I don't think he, he'd get drunk enough for that. <laughs> he needs to have sex with a teacher. It's going to be a teacher. It's going to be a counselor, a librarian. <laughs> okay. Ooh, somebody at the Brandenburg Academy? No. Could be. Archie's probably not going there. Yeah, never know. No. Probably also, I, I imagine that Fred and Hermione still might wind up together at some point again. Boo, no. And you, that's the easy call to make. No. Um, Ethel, we, we cut to the school. Ethel's um, at her desk early. Mm-hmm. And Veronica walks in and offers another apology. Mm-hmm. I meant what I said. I'm so sorry for what my family did to yours. This was a good scene between them. Yes. And they, Ethel... They both did good. And Ethel Barb, once again... Ugh, perf, perf, perfect in her heart. She's just like, looks and goes... It's not your fault what your dad did, and you were there for me twice. It's like... There's an, there's an open seat. It's like, that seat's not taken if you want it. And so Veronica sits down next to Ethel. I was like, why is Ethel Muggs the realest human at Riverdale? No, I think that would be Betty... That's true. But Ethel's pretty high up there. Ethel Barb's great. I know. Ethel Barb's great. <sighs> we like Ethel Barb. She's can stay. <laughs> so we get we get to this last bit of Jughead's doing his narration and Archie get Archie you know says Clifford Blossom was trying to put Hiram Lodge in jail. Blossom's got Hiram Lodge into jail. Um and so they're all kind of spinning. I mean, Betty immediately picks up the thread. And Jughead says, you know, the Blossoms only care about their family and the legacy. If Hiram Lodge was going after that... That's a motive. That's a motive. And so Hiram Lodge is now on the murder board as a suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winter had come early. Yeah. And um, we just get a little moment. Penelope looks at Clifford and goes, are the vultures appeased? And Clifford says, we're not out of the woods yet. So... Um, but the last thing we see is, is Jughead's talking. Um, you know, nothing would be compared to the storm that was about to come from Cheryl Blossom. And Cheryl is in her bed, and she's got the portrait from the the day before, or the the tree tapping ceremony. Mm-hmm. And Polly comes in. Well, first she's got it. She's got a she's, red marker, and she's crossing out Archie's face. Yes, because he's in the picture. And then Cheryl. Not Cheryl. Polly comes in and says, Good night, Cheryl. 
And, oh no, she knocks on the door and Cheryl quickly like wipes her face to make sure she doesn't look like she's crying. Big she's, smile. She's super crying. Um, and then Polly says, you know, goodnight. Um, and then, then leaves and then Cheryl goes back to crossing out faces and this time she's crossing out Polly. Riverdale. So, yeah, I think Cheryl could end up in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Cheryl's gonna lose her shit. Yeah, she's gonna go fucking crazy. She might murder someone. I don't think that's likely. She might kill her parents. <sighs> I could see her killing a parent. Yep. I could see that. Mom, not dad. Um, Clifford's gonna get killed by Hiram's people. Probably. But. So, um. <laughs> Your your major prediction though is Hermione's gonna sleep with FB. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, based on the information we have now, uh -huh. who's your new target suspect for who killed Jason Blossom? Hiram seems too easy. Hiram's too easy. Per se, but we haven't met Hiram, and we don't know specifically all that's involved with him. So. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big, a big thing that we have to get through, hmm. is meeting Hiram and understanding how he works. I'm leaning towards I, one of the Penelope or Clifford killers. See, that's what I'm trying, okay. So, I don't know how many people are actually involved. There's probably at least two people involved in the actual killing. I, th I think that's fair. That's probably... We know the serpents know something. The serpents know what's so up. They've got the jacket. So a serpent is probably involved. Maybe it's Mustang, because he's the only other serpent who's been named aside from Joaquin. And Joaquin did not kill Jason. Um, no, because Joaquin and Kevin Keller have to be together. They have to be like Jeff Lewis and Gage Edwards. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of flipping out lately. <laughs> um, it's Okay, so it's one of the blossoms. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Clifford. I think it's Clifford. Yeah, I think it's. I, if I was gonna have to pick one of those two, it'd be Clifford. That I, just makes sense. That they that they killed him to try to throw things into turmoil. Um, that well, because no, they're in a turf war with Hiram. But there's. Here's the thing, though, and the reason I'm leaning towards Clifford being the killer and not Penelope, is that we know that Jason was tortured. Yeah. Well, we also know and how... I don't think Penelope would have had anything to do with that. We also know just how much Penelope reveres her son. Yeah, Clifford I, could, has I a... could see her sending him away. I could see her putting him in an in in institution, but I don't see her killing him. Clifford... Yeah, I think it's... Uh, Clifford's definitely the closest one to the actual killing. He's on the top of the list. Yeah, he's number one. And I'm going to put Mustang as, as the serpent involved with the nonsense. So and, on, only, because the, only because he's the only other um, serpent who's been actually named and identified. I'll also throw Hiram in as a wild card at this point. Simply, and, and I say that because we don't know enough about Hiram. We don't know enough about I how... I if we meet Hiram this season. Doubtful. We better meet him in season two. I don't know. Okay. I could see us meeting. I could see us easily meeting him near the end of the season. 
in like the last episode or so. Who else is going to end up dead? How's going to end up dead? By his own hand. No. How's going to end up dead? I don't know how, but I think how's going to end up dead. I mean, we know Fred won't. We know FP won't. Hello. And we know I mean, none of the main parents are going to wind up dead. They're too important to the storylines. Yeah. I have to think on that. Maybe more. they kill Ethel Barb. Ethel Barb is she cannot be killed in two places, okay? It's <laughs> <laughs> not possible. There cannot be justice for Ethel and justice for Barb. Okay. Oh, I also think there's a decent chance Cheryl could wind up dead. Nah. She's too good of a foil to everybody else. She has to be the just cause of stir trouble. That's fair. She's not dying. Nothing's happened to her. Maybe she'll get a little maimed, but nothing's happened oh, to her. Oh, well, there's there's one easy easy person that could die. Redshirt friend of hers. <laughs> <laughs> but then who's dating Ethel Barb? <laughs> I'm going to create a whole narrative about the two of them. All right, keep it hashtag Riverdale strong, guys. <laughs>